Welcome to the River D Centre podcast. Listen back to the Sunday worship message recorded live in our church building in Flint, North Wales. Welcome, radiant, sunburnt, all glowing, outstanding, yes. Yeah, enjoying the sunshine? Yes, yes, yes. So yeah, this morning, as Emma said, I'm going to speak on the word value. I want to focus on two things, you know, our value, how we value our relationships, and how we value our fellowship together, you know. Now, this is more of a message of encouragement than a patriot. I just want to encourage you that we need to value our relationships, and we need to value our fellowship. So value, what are they? They are things that define us as a person. Our values define us as a person. You know, as a church, and where we're, what we, where we place importance in our lives. So what things do we value? What do we value? Possessions, some people value possessions. What do we value? Coming here on a Sunday. We value the funny things, you know. What are things that are important in our lives? Family? Friends? You know, they are value and importance in our lives. Now, as a church, we have core values. If you don't know them, these are them. Encouragement, envisionment, and empowerment. So as a church, we try and envision, encourage, and empower. That's our core values. So as Christians, what is our number one priority? What, what's our number one priority? Worship. God's our number one priority. Now, everything we do as Christians is filtered through our values and our beliefs. Now, we need to seek to know what matters in our lives. To seek and look what matters. What makes a difference and what adds value to our lives. We need to find what adds value. But on the flip side, we need to get rid of what doesn't add value. So we need to seek to know what's value. We need to seek what's not add value. Now, we need to get rid of things that don't add value into our lives. So we can focus on our fellowship and our relationships. When we have things in our lives that are no good, it hinders us, it stops us. We need to get rid of it. So we can focus on our relationships and our fellowship. Now fellowship and relationships matter because we are created for a relationship with God. That's where we are created, to have a relationship with our Lord and Saviour, to have a relationship with God and one another. So first and foremost, we're created to love God and to love others. These are our top priorities. Relationship with God and a relationship with others. So value and worth. So who watches the Antique Roadshow or Dickinson Real Deal? I'm a bit of a lover of Dickinson myself. <laughs> no, I love Antique Roadshow. You know, does everybody watch Antique Roadshow? Come on. Yes. Dickinson's Real Deal. Real deal. No? What do you mean then? So, oh dear. So the idea of the show is they bring, so people bring like items that are worth, worth, but what do you think they're worth, do they? Do they go and see how much the things are worth? What's the value of the item? Some people say, oh, I'm going to keep that. I'm going to sell it. But the idea of the show is to find out what that item is worth and what the value of it is. And that's got me thinking, you know what? Jesus died on the cross. He died for me and for you because we are a great value to him. He died for me and you because we are a great value. 
because me and you are of great value and of great worth. To get anything from today, just remember that. We have a great value and we are great worth. God loves us with an everlasting love. We are great value and we are great worth. God values our relationship and we must value our relationship with him. We must value it. And all he's done through us, all through our lives since we've been saved, all since we were born, what he's done for us through these lives, where we've come from, he's a value what he's done. Value him because he's worth it. L'Oreal, because he is worth it. Yeah, he is worth it. So when it comes to fellowship relationships, like I said, they are of great value. They are of great worth. We can't put a price on them. They're invaluable. They are priceless. No, we can't function as Christians without them. We can't function. Now, Christian fellowship exists because God has enabled it by his grace. We are saved by God's grace. Those who believe in the gospel are united in the spirit through Christ and to the Father. In that unity is the basis of the fellowship. Psalm 133. Where there is unity, God will command the blessing. So when we unite in the church, then God will command that blessing. When we come together in fellowship and relationships, he commands the blessing. Unity is key. Unless you're Manchester United. Then you're not united at all. Lost 4-0 yesterday. Lucky. Where there's unity, God commands the blessing. John 17, 22-23 says, I have given him the glory that you gave me, that you may be one as we are. I am in them and you are in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you. I have given him glory that you gave me, that you may be one as we are one. I was talking to God and Jesus, they are one. When we are united, we become one. We become one as a as, as united family. The scripture talks of complete unity. It refers to oneness that Christians experience in true fellowship. When you are united, we are one in true worship and fellowship. This is expressed through our relationship. Oneness with one another. Even if you don't like somebody, we're called to love them. I mean, I get on with somebody, we're called to love them. We're called to love people we don't even like. It's hard, hard things, but that's what we're called to do. Out there is important where we need to reach these people. Yes, we may not fall out with people we don't really like, but we're called to love your neighbour. It's hard though, isn't it? To reach somebody, you might mm, not like him, but that's what we're called to do. Oneness with one another, and with Christ, and with the Father. 1 John 1 verse 3 says, we proclaim, we proclaim to you what we have seen and heard, that you also may have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. Our God is a relational God. A relational God. This is expressed through our relationships. You know, our God is a relational God. Due to the fact we are made in His image. God's a relational God we're made in his image. What does that make us? We need to be relational people. We need to stand out. We're relational people. Now, our calling in life is simple. It's a out there. Matthew 28, go out and make disciples. Go out and share the good news. 
Go out and share. Reach the community. Go and love one another. Go and love people. That's what we're called to do. Go out and make disciples. To have fellowship with one another. But on the outside of our relationship with God, our relationship with others is our supreme reason for existence. Our reason for existence is to go and love other people. So I have a question for you. Is there a difference between relationship and fellowship? So let's just use our biological father as an example. We have all have a biological father. He, born, he, he birthed us into this, earth, into this world. You know. And relationship, we have God, our Heavenly Father. So we have a biological father and we have a Heavenly Father. Once we accept God as our Father, simply meaning we just need to accept Him. Accept Jesus as our Lord and Saviour. Then, that's our Heavenly Father. Then our relationship then is established. When we come into a relationship with God, accept Jesus, what He did on the cross, that's when our relationship starts. It's established. We then have a relationship with God our Father. You know, as an example, a father and child, me and my son, and my son's biological father. God is our Father. Now, at the time of the birth, like you say, we've had a biological father, haven't we? But our father on this earth is our biological father, yeah? That person will always be our father, no matter what. My dad will always be my dad, my biological father. But it's the same with God, you know? He will always be our father, no matter what. We may do bad, we may sin, we may turn our backs from time to time. God will always love us. Always love you. Never, ever let you down. Always be there in a time of need. But there's a downside to this. No. Unlike our relationships with God, we can never be broken. Fellowship can be broken. How? By our behaviours. The way we act. No. I had a friend, like Emma's story was brilliant, who we don't get on with. Ever fallen out with a family member? Come on, hands up. Who's ever fallen out with a family member? Everybody? Yeah. Yeah. You've all fallen out with somebody. Had an argument with somebody. Somebody's upset. Yeah, I'm not talking to them. No. Stop talking. Could be jealousy. The killer. Could be pride. Pride is a killer. You know. No, fallen out relationship with them. That's us just being human. We're all... Not perfect, are we? We're far from perfect. No, we're being we're we're, per, we're not perfect because we're of the world. We all fall short. Romans two three verse twenty says, "We've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God." We've all fallen short. Now, our fellowship with, and relationship with God is similar to this. We all get down, don't we? We all get frustrated, asking questions: Why is this happening? Why is this happening to me? We all have these questions, but the difference is, and it's so important we need to understand this, once we accept Jesus and God into our lives and have that relationship with him, it becomes permanent. It can never, ever be shaken. When it comes to relationship, it can never, ever be broken. It's permanent. It's there for life. It cannot be broken. You know, sometimes we may feel unworthy. We don't deserve it. Why do I deserve this? Why is this happening to me? We may feel distant from God from time to time. But I just want to make this clear, you know. 
God, God's relationship with God can never, ever be broken. I'm going to keep saying it. It can never be broken. God's relationship with us will last forever. Take heart, you know, it lasts forever. Lasts forever. It just, for me, puts a smile on my face. Knowing that love for me, it lasts forever. But our fellowship can be separated by sin. Like I said, the way we act. This is the one, our disobedience. Our disobedience. The only way to have true harmony with the Father is through obedience. We need to be obedient. If we are obedient to our Father, what do you think will happen? Our relationship with God was settled. But if we are disobedient, if we are obedient to God, then our walk, our lives, be harmony. Who wants harmony in their lives? I certainly do. So we need to be obedient. And then we'll have that true harmony that God intended for us. We are created and we have a purpose in this world. God will never stop loving us, caring for us, being there for us. When we love God and strive to obey him in everything we do, our relationship with him is not at stake. We are related by the blood of Jesus Christ. Romans 8.35 says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? When we're in a relationship with God, nothing can separate that. Nothing can separate that. Because he loves us, like I said before, the everlasting love. So just to clarify, I'm saying it again, our relationship with God is set, but through fellowship we need to obey him. We need to obey him. So I've touched on fellowship with the Father. I want to look at fellowship with other believers. Fellowship with you lovely people. Now, fellowship is a relationship of inner unity among believers. And when we are when we're working and serving together, we are accomplishing God's will. Now we look back at the early church. They were so, so powerful. So powerful in what they did. How? Because they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. Everything they did was through the Holy Spirit. Everything they did, they followed the advice of the Holy Spirit. Everything they did was thrilled through what they did with the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit, they were under that power. You know, that's why they were so prompt. They thought they had the Holy Spirit living within them. On the day of Pentecost, 3,000 souls are added to church as they listened to the one Peter proclaim one prophetic word. 3,000 people were saved from one prophetic word. A word from the Holy Spirit to Peter. 3,000 people were saved. Now, if you've got your Bibles, Acts 2, verses 42 to 47. <clears throat> it says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and then to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe that the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in a friendly association especially with people who shares one's interests. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together and glad of the sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. People getting saved by one word. Amazing. One word. 
verse 42 says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship. Now, the idea of fellowship is simply this. Now, we have an images that come to mind when we think of fellowship. Now, most of them are tame, take light-hearted, but we think of simple togetherness, being together. That's where we meet before the service for a coffee, being together, talking life together, meeting to pray before the service. I encourage you, you want to pray, come to the service in the morning. For them. Pray for the service. Build each other up. Now, can I go encourage you? Go for a coffee with somebody this week. Phone somebody up. Ask them how they're doing. Somebody you haven't seen for a while. You know, last two years we haven't had an opportunity have because of COVID. But phone somebody up. Text somebody. Email somebody. How are you doing? Go for a coffee. Go for a walk. Now, I looked at the word fellowship. It simply means having something in common. Sharing, friendly association, companionship, compatibility, sociality, friendship, mutual support, mutual respect, mutual liking. A friendly association, especially people who has one's interests. Why are we here this morning? Because we have the same interest. We come here to worship our God. We come here to meet people. We have the same things in common. That's the love that we have for God and our relationship with Jesus. Verse 44 says, All the believers were together and had everything in friendly association, especially with people who share one's interests. Now, we need to understand this, that fellowship is an important part of our faith, an important part of our walk. Coming together, supporting one another. It allows us to learn and gain strength Show who God exactly is to people out there. Demonstrating what we love, what we believe. And people see us and say, wow, I wonder what, what, what that is. I'm interested there. That's what we're called to do. Fellowship gives us a picture of God and his love. This is how I started my walk. I've, I've shared this before, you know, that before I was a Christian, I was obviously off the rails, I should say. I was invited to these things, these church events, coming to church. I thought, oh, come on then, I'll come. Rachel was nagging me to come. So I said, yeah, okay, I'll come. I see what I seen was something different. I seen people, they were men hooking each other. I said, mm, yeah, but, but I thought, I thought, wow, wow. Shaking hands. I remember first time I came, some guys might know him, it was um, Jim Stack. He had the hardest handshake in the world. You know, my hands flip my neck, man. But I say, people like that show me love and how people fellowship together, had this friendly bondship. They used to be in such a church and I come and see people, I'm thinking, what's going on here like? I thought what stood out to me was the love they had for each other and how they fellowship together, the friendships they brought together. And that is on, I'm here today. You know, that's what brought me to the place where I am now. It's seen friendships and friendship like that. Different to what I've seen outside where my workplace or where I used to make my little friendship group. Something was different. And that's what spurred me on to be liking you guys. Fellowshipping, having friendship together. One simple invite, invite friends, come along. People might think it's a bit weird at first, but hey, I did. I'm sure other people do, but everybody has a, has a testimony. Everybody. 
I'm sure people here today had the same story I had. Being invited to some event, come along. Yeah, it's a bit strange at first, but you get to know people. And not weird, are we? Far from it. Far from it. Far from it. Like I say, fellowship works. It's vital. We all need it. Now, each of us together shows all of God's graces to the world. Yes, we are not perfect. We are not a perfect church. We may even sin from time to time. Oh, doubt there we. We're sinners, but we're saved by grace. Each one of us has a purpose on this earth. Each and every one of us has a purpose on this earth. And that's to show God to those around us. And what he's done for us, where he has brought us. Like I said, we all, all have a testimony. Now, whether we're aware of it, God gives us special gifts, specific gifts. Now, Ben mentioned last week about being team, you know, being part of a team. We need to be using our gifts, whether that's wisdom, prophecy, knowledge, serving, encouragement, giving, teaching. We need to be using these gifts. Each one of you have got a, got a gift. It's electric guitar there. Someone like your next, Roy. Electric guitar. Your gift might be electric guitar. You don't know, do you? Who knows? Everybody has a specific gift. Romans 12, verse 6 to 8 says, We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If a gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it's serving, serve. If it's teaching, then teach. If it's encouraged, then give encouragement. If it's giving, give generously. If it's to lead, lead digitally. If it's to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Be cheerful, Christians. When we come together, we are demonstrating God. As a whole, we are demonstrating God. It reminds me of an army. When we stand together as one as an army, who can stop us? If Christ is for us, who can be against us? When we stand together as one, with God, we are strong. Romans 8, if God is for us, who can be against us? We need to stand on them in words. If God is for me, who can be against me? Take that home, yeah. If God is with me, for me, who can be against me? We need to stand on their words. Do we have any cooks or bakers in the house? Who likes baking? Any cooks? Bacon. Cooks? Right, okay. Think of fellowship like cooking or baking a cake. Yeah? Before we start to cook, what do we need? Ingredients, absolutely. So let's look at a cake, for instance. Yeah? What ingredients are needed for a cake? Flour. Eggs. Butter. Sugar. Milk. Is it milk, milk in it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got a quote here from Mary Berry. <laughs> You'll be impressed by this one. Mary Berry. Okay. The eggs will never be the flour. The milk will never be the sugar. Not in the ingredients make up the cake alone. So remember that scripture I read before? Yeah, go back to it. We have different gifts. So the cake has different ingredients. So each of us, each ingredient has a part to play. Yeah? Think of us as the ingredients. Yeah? We all have a part to play. We can't leave one out. If we do, what's the result? So we make a cake, we leave the eggs out. What'll happen? 
won't rise, will it? Or won't? Right, if you don't put eggs in a cake, it's not going to work. It's actually nice, is it? Or it's not going to work, is it? No, it might not rise. Basically, there'd be no cake, will there? It won't taste very nice. But when they are together, you mix all the stuff together, all the greens that you need. What's the result? We have a cake. It rises and it tastes nice. Yeah? The ingredients make the cake delicious. Fellowship is the same. When we are together, like the ingredients, we show glory of God through our actions and what we do. So when we're together, we build the cake, go to the oven, you put it in, and we rise and we flourish. Yeah? So when the ingredients together, we work together as one, then we thrive. The scripture sums it up. Romans 12, verse 4 to 5 says, For each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. So in Christ, through many, we form one body. Each member belongs to all the others. Apostle Paul is encouraging us in that scripture to use, to view other believers, to show other believers. As part of the, as Paul, Paul, the part of the body that we serve, our gifts and service are not meant to be personal fulfilment. So our gifts are meant to be kept for ourselves. We got a word from God. Don't keep to yourself. Share it. Speaking in tongues. Someone's been interpret. Please, you have these words. Share them. Use to benefit others. To grow people. Grow the community of believers. So why is Christian fellowship important and of value? Couple of fellowship makes us stronger. No matter where we are on our faith journey, whether you're two or be careful, yeah, fifty. <laughs> fellowship provides us with strength. Being around other believers gives us a chance to learn and grow our faith. Proverbs two verse twenty seven verse seventeen says, "Iron sharpens iron." So a person sharpens one another. So when we come together, we sharpen each other's iron. We rub shoulders, we learn, we gain knowledge. It's key. Iron sharpens iron. It's good to spend time in fellowship so we remember that God makes us strong. Matthew 18, verses 19 to 20 says, Again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about everything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For there are two or three gathered in my name, there I am with them. And two or more gather, I am with you. So when we come together, God is with us. He's with us on our own, but when we come together, he is. When we gather, there I am. Second one, fellowship provides encouragement. Who likes to be encouraged? You like encouragement, don't we? We all like it. Well done for doing this. You're doing well there. Brilliant stuff. We all like encouragement. We all have bad moments, don't we? We'll have down days. I'm back in work tomorrow night after three weeks off. Mm. But hey, back to it. We all have bad days. We should have money, money problems. Loss of a loved one. A crisis of faith. We can find ourselves down, can't we? We go too low. Could lead to anger. Resentment to God. But in these times, fellowship is so, so important. Encouragement is so important. Spending time with others can often lift us up. They can help us keep our eyes on God, give us encouragement to keep moving forward. So you're feeling down, you want prayer, phone somebody up, don't dwell on your own. Reach out to people, ask for help, ask for guidance. 
gives us encouragement to move forward. Hebrews 10, 24, 25 says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on, spur one another on, towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all more as you see the day approaching. It says there, encouraging one another, build each other up. Next one, fellowship reminds us we are not alone. Sometimes you make me feel alone, but we're not. Like I said, God is always with us. God will never let us down. He's always there. Fellowship reminds us we are not alone. Coming together with other believers in conversation helps us remind us that we are not alone in this world. It's good to talk. Who's that? BT. It's good to talk. I've some research I have, tell you. B2, it's good to talk. <laughs> That's why God made fellowship so, so important. It's good to talk. Sometimes we try to hold things in. I don't like, I can't tell him that. It's good to talk. Get out. He wants us to come together. And always to know that we are not alone. See, speak to us. You know, you know. Read the word of God. Say, we are not alone. Again, if God is for us, who can stand against us? Our fellowship allows us to build those lasting relationships so we never look, never by ourselves in the world. Now, looking back them years ago, for nobody inviting me to church or to these events, who knows where I'd be? Who knows? But thank God someone invited me. Yes, I was resentful to come, but we're here. Next one. Fellowship helps us to grow. Helps us to grow. Coming together is a great way for each of us to grow in our faith. Now, reading the word, studying the word of God together, praying with each other. It's the best way to get closer to God. Reading and praying. Now, small groups and life groups, I think they're coming back soon. Get into a life group in the midweek. It's a long week from, from Sunday to Monday, uh, Sunday to Sunday, isn't it? So get to a life group. Share. Iron sharpens iron. Fellowship. Great opportunity to come together. Proverbs, iron sharpens iron. So just to finish, now the site was value. You know, value in our fellowship and value in our relationships. They are so, so, so important. Invaluable. Priceless. It's a key to our Christian walk. To what changes us from a congregation to the church. Relationships turn us from the congregation into the church because we are the church. Let's do life together. Lift each other up. Fellowship together. And let's value what we have. Value what we have on this earth. Value our friendship. Value our relationships. I've got a quick quote. Fellowship is a mutual bond that Christians have with Christ that puts us in a deep, eternal relationship with one another. I'll read that again. Fellowship is a mutual bond that Christians have with Christ that puts us in a deep, eternal relationship with one another. I'm just going to um, play a song now. I just want to, it's called um, The Strength of My Life. And when we come into a relationship with God, that's what He becomes the strength of our lives when we have a relationship. No, no, is anybody. If there's someone who's struggling with a relationship or you know somebody 
would like a relationship or you're not sure in your heart and think, I need to pray for that person. Take this opportunity now to, to pray for them. Or anybody wants to pray for anything, you know, Emma's at the front, I'm here and come and see us. Don't miss an opportunity. That he is the strength of our lives. We have a relationship with our Father. He is the strength. Remember, if God is for us, we can be against us. So you can play as the theme.